Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody coming at you on this Thursday afternoon, giving you guys an in-depth look at SMU's 2024 recruiting efforts, currently sitting with two commitments on board. The Mustangs hosted numerous top targets over the course of this spring, so wanted to run down the list of offers that SMU has out that I feel like SMU is a player for as far as their recruitments go. Some new offers from this spring, some guys who have been familiar names for you to know for quite some time if you're a recruit, Nick, and following us on on theponyexpress.com as a subscriber. We're going to have a full recruiting notebook here, hopefully by the weekend, depending on how much transfer news I've got to drop on the site, but definitely early next week, going position by position, in-depth with more intel for you guys as far as who SMU could end up with in the 2024 class. But let's begin with our friends at Dank Vodka. Dank Vodka, the world's first terpene-based vodka. We appreciate their support of On the Pony Express. Uh, You've heard me talk about Dank for quite some time now with our friend Trey Feist and what he's doing there, putting together one of the smoothest tasting vodkas on the market. You don't get that burn in the back of your mouth. Uh, I can drink it on the rocks, no problem. There you go. Look at the uh, bottle there from Dank Vodka. Uh, And Trey has continued to hit the road, much like SMU's football coaches are about to do with spring ball heating up. He's been out having tastings around Texas, and he is going to stay local this week uh, as I touch on a few of his tastings with Dank Vodka. You can check it out, which is available at Specs, Total Wine, Drizzly, uh, but especially Total Wine, which just partnered with Dank to make them one of their premium brands, uh, which is huge news for Dank Vodka. Um, But let's lead off. Trey will be in Fort Worth uh, on Friday, as you're listening to this potentially, at the King's Liquor Store on Berry Street from 4 to 8 p.m. He'll be doing a tasting out there in Fort Worth. And then next week, beginning with Tuesday, April 25th, He'll be at the Total Wine in Denton Store 511 from 2 to 8 p.m. And then on Wednesday, heads over to Las Colinas at Total Wine Store 535 from 11 to 2. And then we'll finish up on Thursday in Allen at the Total Wine Store 521 from 11 to 8 p.m. So a long day to cap his week of tastings. We're going to get you guys the rundown for May uh, from Trey and where he'll be next. Uh, but, you know, if you've been out there and been able to spend some time with Trey and get to know him, you'll find out that he's a veteran who's Texas born uh, and has, you know, left bartending to start uh, Dank Vodka. It's off to quite the start. So give it a try. Dank Vodka. Again, you can drink it on the rocks. You can drink it as a mixed drink. Um, I just love it. it. It's Trey's effort to go back to the pre-prohibition days of vodka, where you really get a clean tasting vodka, the way they distill it um, and and filter it just takes out all those impurities that give you that burning uh, taste in the back of your mouth when you drink vodka. Instead, this is the smoothest tasting stuff that I have tried. And I've had a number of On the Pony Express subscribers say that as well. So if you've tried Dank Vodka, 
chime in on the message board and let us know what you think about it uh, and be sure to get out to those tastings uh, with Trey. So with that out of the way, we jump in. Get to know SMU's two commitments in the class of 2024. And I want to lead off with the signal caller, Tyler Aronson, out of the Sunshine State, a guy SMU's coaching staff is familiar with, having recruited him back at Miami. And he sits there in the on-three industry ranking as the number 57 overall quarterback in the country. I think he could be poised to rise up the rankings a little bit more with a strong senior season. He completed 66% of his passes last year through 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So want to see that touchdown interception ratio get a little bit better. But he's a big kid, listed 6'2", 200 or so. Um, and I think having gotten a chance to watch him uh, in a private workout when he was in Dallas for that week-long visit, uh, I think he's a guy that has uh, the ability to make pretty much every throw SMU is going to need him to make. Uh, he moved around and threw the ball on the run uh, even better than I expected him uh, to do in my first in-person uh, viewing of him. And he's coming off his first season at Vero Beach. It was cut a little bit short in a sense uh, that he did have a thumb injury that cost him, I believe, the last few games of his junior season. But now he's looking to really build off of that junior year, his first with the program, and do some big things as a senior. And I think he's going to do just that. Um, so Tyler Aronson uh, is certainly the signal caller and leader of this 2024 class for SMU. And... Uh, has been on campus a good bit for a guy who hails from my home state of Florida. Uh, like I said, he was here for a week during spring practice, got to watch practice multiple times, be in on, be in on meetings, got to do a little recruiting while he was here as well. And then SMU picked up a commitment this uh, spring from another highly touted prospect, four-star athlete, uh, Jamery Colley, goes by Wildman out of Dallas South Oak Cliff. So uh, like we talked about with Kyron Chambers on the last edition of the podcast, that Dallas South Oak Cliff pipeline, the back-to-back -back state champions, has been doing well for SMU. Uh, he sits as a four-star athlete, uh, number 15 overall athlete in the country, um, a top 100 uh, Texas prospect on the on-three industry ranking. He had offers from everywhere, and he's the guy that played a little bit of defense early in his career, but really settled in at wide receiver last year. Um, he missed a couple games here or there, uh, but just a huge body uh, that SMU could have some fun with. Already 6'1", 210, um, and ended up with, uh, I believe, around 400 yards receiving uh, and four touchdowns on the year, but uh, had a touchdown in the state championship game, uh, just displaying that ability that he's got to go up and get the ball and make big plays. Uh, I think he's going to be an interesting uh, prospect that SMU is going to bring in from the standpoint of can he play wide receiver at the next level, at the college level? And if he doesn't, where does he fit? Does he fit as like an outside linebacker? Does he fit as an edge player? Does he bulk up and kind of become this receiving target uh, at the tight end position? He could play all over. He's even carried the ball at times for South Oak Cliff. So that was a major pickup for SMU to get Wildman on board and a guy that, again, has offers from all over the country. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does as a senior. I'm going to try to get out uh, and see Sock, of course, in spring practice and get over and catch uh, them as they look to uh, become three straight uh, state champions in Texas at one of the highest levels you can do it at. So those are SMU's two commitments that they have on board, two guys that 
um, you know, bring a lot to the table for SMU. One, of course, being your headliner as the quarterback, and then another being a local four-star who jumped on board during uh, the spring. And before we get into uh, the uh, rest of the targets that SMU is after right now, I do want to remind you guys about our friends at Smoke Provisions. We're doing the contest right now for OnThePonyExpress.com. You can win a Boulevard tailgate for 30 catered with barbecue and some beer uh, by Smoke Provisions. So the idea is that you get, if you're an On The Pony Express subscriber, which you have to be on the site, you get as many people to subscribe as possible and keep me updated. Email me, billy.mbody at on3.com when you guys get somebody to subscribe. Include their username so I can keep a running tally. We've had a few people chime in already. The race is on. It runs through May 17th. So be sure to check out that contest. More details are on the, on, on the PonyExpress.com, on the message board, in that pin thread. Uh, and, the, and the contest ends May 17th. So with that out of the way, uh, we will uh, jump back in uh, to breaking down some of the top targets. And we're just going to go position by position. Uh, SMU has a few offers out at running back right now. And really one of the headliners is Decatur, Texas running back Nathaniel Palmer. You see USC is trending on the on the on the on three RPM right there. Uh, 5'11 ish, 180 pounds. Um, an on 300 member for on three sits as a top 20 running back nationally. I think this is one that Keenan Hall is swinging for the fences for. Um, obviously, USC has made a big impression. I think they have a visit lined up with him or or have already hosted him. Uh, so he's a name to know without a doubt. One of the top running backs in Texas that SMU is on. They're also on a more local prospect in Frisco Centennial four-star running back. Well, three-star running back, uh, Harry Stewart. SMU leads the on-three recruiting prediction machine for him. And his recruitment's kind of been quiet a little bit. He's made some visits throughout the spring. Uh, I think SMU, as the spring unfolds, is going to get on him more and more and try to get him on board. I think he's somebody that when you look at building the next wave of SMU running backs, they have a good base built up with this group that they have on campus, um, obviously with the likes of Jalen Knighton, LJ Johnson, Kamar Wheaton, Tyler Levine, who's got one more year, um, and of course, Velton Gardner, who's got another as well. But they would like to add a running back in this class of 2024. Harry Stewart, who's made multiple visits to campus, is a name to know without a doubt on that front. We move into the wide receiver position and we go to Keandi Henry out of Lake Dallas, another local prospect who SMU's on. He's a four-star wide receiver. He's top 150 overall prospect in the country on on three. Texas Tech leads the on three recruiting prediction machine. It wouldn't shock me if SMU was able to secure an official visit, but I would say SMU is making a move here to try and get him on campus. That's been the big push. Once he can get on campus, you can consider SMU a true contender. And I'll say this about the wide receiver position. I was trying to really take a look and see who SMU could be after. And I think this is a position that they are going to continue to like to address in the transfer portal. Obviously, we talked about Jordan Hudson, the former five-star who entered the transfer portal from TCU. He's a guy that does have three years of eligibility left. 
um, three seasons of eligibility left. Uh, if they get him, you do kind of address the position in that respect. You signed a trio of wide receivers in the 2023 class. So when I'm looking at positions of need, I don't really classify wide receiver as a huge need for the Mustangs to address. I will say tight end continues to be a position of need. I think there's a chance they address it in the transfer portal with one or two um, prospects in the uh, transfer portal window. They're trying for one as we dropped uh, those tidbits on the message board uh, for you guys that are on, on the Pony Express ex uh, subscribers. But tight end is a big need in this recruiting class. They signed three in the last cycle, but I still think you're going to see some more attrition and they want to get those tight ends of the future in this 2024 recruiting class. And I start with Richardson Pierce tight end, uh, Julian Robert, uh, Thomas Roberts, who I think has a chance to rise up the rankings a little bit this spring uh, and summer. I saw him uh, in person a couple times when he was on SME campus, wasn't able to talk to him because he's a recruit, but just his size and physical makeup makes him intriguing to me uh, as a guy that SMU has now offered after he visited. And then you get into the fact that he is an SMU legacy. That's big. Texas Tech has an official visit lined up. SMU has an official visit lined up. And I feel like it's a two-team battle between the Red Raiders and the Mustangs. A true 6'5", 235-pounder who I think can develop into one of the top tight ends in Texas. Uh, so Julian Thomas Roberts, who made multiple visits to SMU this spring, is squarely on the radar at the tight end position. Uh, you then get into uh, the uh, offensive line. And this is another group where I feel like SMU uh, is going to uh, take a stab at some big players and then figure out who they can really land and then address from there. Kobe Branham has made uh, an SMU visit now. And Arkansas does lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. Now that the Razorbacks have offered, I feel like it'll be a tough pull out of Arkansas now that the Razorbacks are in the picture truly. Uh, Oklahoma State hosted him multiple times, Oklahoma. Um, but he's one that they're swinging for the fences on uh, in that regard. An under-the-radar target for SMU that they did extend an offer to this spring is uh, a legacy, Graham Utter. Uh, out of Alabama. He's, a uh, like I said, an SMU legacy. Uh, he's now picked up UAB and Troy offers. But SMU, having hosted him, I think sits in a decent position to land him. The question is, will they put on the press? Now, from what I saw from him this spring and what I saw from his testing at Under Armour Dallas that he competed in, he ranks among really what you want from NFL potential draft picks as high school prospects in the shuttle um, and in his testing, which stands out to me. So a little under the radar prospect for you there on the offensive line, but SMU made the move, they offered him, and now it wouldn't shock me if they did get him to campus for an official visit. There are some other highly touted offensive linemen that I think SMU is going to swing for, but right now I just don't feel that confident uh, that SMU is going to be able to land any of them. I think it's another position that each year, they're going to look at the transfer portal and see what they can do in that regard. And they did sign three offensive linemen in the 2023 recruiting class. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We flip over to the defensive side of the ball. And a guy that, if you're looking for a sleeper as far as SMU's chances go, I think you've got to go to Zena Umeo Zulo uh, out of Allen. He made probably three unofficial visits to SMU this spring. He's been on campus quite a few times. His brother does play at Texas, so I'm going to give the Longhorns the edge right now. But we've talked about him as a guy that SMU should be considered a contender for. He's top 150 overall prospect on the on three industry ranking, and he would really fit that instant impact edge player that SMU covets. And I think with SMU, edge is a position of need. You have Nelson Paul, who's entering his last year. You have uh, Isaiah Smith, who looks like a young, promising uh, player for the Mustangs. And you have Jalen Samuels, who is still continuing to uh, go through his process to return to the team. With that in mind, I think you got to go out and get an edge prospect. All the defensive linemen SMU signed in the 2023 class are guys that are going to end up playing inside. Damian Wimberly, Kevin Allen, Braden Flowers. They're not true edge rushers. So Zena Umozulu is a guy they've got to uh, continue to beat uh, pavement on as far as, uh, you know, a guy they could potentially land. I go to another four-star prospect and another guy that SMU is <clears throat> battling Texas for in Dakias Brinkley. It wouldn't shock me if we saw SMU maybe get a visit here, but he does have an offer from the Mustangs. Uh, and he's a guy that obviously is a four-star, a top 200 prospect on the on-three industry ranking. SMU would love to uh, get a visit and try to insert themselves even more in that recruitment. Uh, he's got plenty of size, and uh, you like that about him without a doubt. I go to a kind of a sleeper who I think SMU, if they do turn up the heat on, could end up landing Zaylen Scott out of Cedar Hill, Texas. Um, sits as a low three-star. I think he's a guy that you look at his size, he looks like almost a linebacker in the sense that he doesn't have a ton of um, height to his game or to his uh, physique. But I watched him at Under Armour Dallas. He can rush the passer, and that's the name of the game. So I would think you would kind of classify him as a Nelson Paul type. I want to see him continue to develop. I don't necessarily know if SMU is going to truly turn up the heat of here, but he did visit multiple times. Uh, he's a guy that they're at least recruiting, I would say, pretty heavily uh, by you know how much they had him on campus. And uh, it would not shock me at all if Zaylen Scott ended up in this class as a way to continue to build those inroads to South Dallas in a program at Cedar Hill that routinely turns, turns out some talent. I move inside, and uh, this is kind of a little bit of projecting because you'll see some of these guys listed as edge uh, for on three and, and positionally, but Edward Smith is a relatively new offer from Glenda Dawson High um, down in the Houston area, Houston, Texas Tech. Uh, some other big programs have offered him, and I do think the Red Raiders probably stand the best chance to landing him. But he's a guy that I saw at Under Armour Dallas. He seems high on getting a visit on the books to SMU, potentially an official, and coming to uh, spend some time with Calvin Thibodeau 
and see what could happen from there. He's a legit 6'6", 225. So I think when you get him on campus, he's going to end up being a guy that slides inside, um, maybe play a strong side defensive end. But I do think with his frame, he's somebody that could end up like a Devere Levelston and playing inside. So he's a name to know um, for SMU after they offered this spring. And a guy who was just on campus locally. Mansfield Summit defensive lineman, legend journey. Uh, he's a strong three-star prospect on on three. He's got offers from TCU. He's got offers from Houston, SMU, Texas Tech. I think he's a guy you've got a circle now that SMU has had him on campus as a player to know. He came for the spring game. That's always a telltale sign of true interest, I feel like. We, we saw a lot of top prospects on campus for that spring game, and legend journey was one of them. 6'3", 255, I think with him uh, having been to the spring game, you've got to circle him as a guy they're going to try to get back on campus for an official visit now. And then I move uh, just over to Fort Worth, Jaden Langley. And I think Jaden is, if I'm talking about who I think could be most realistic for SMU to land, I got to put Jaden Langley right up there. You see he's right at the number 100th overall defensive lineman in the country for on three. Texas Tech is offered. SMU's offered. SMU's hosted him multiple times, as have the Red Raiders. But Jaden Langley is really high on SMU. Um, seems like he has a great time every time he hits campus. So he's another to file away for you guys as a player who could end up sliding inside. I think he's a, a true strong side defensive end in SMU's scheme overall. Um, I think he could be a guy that maybe plays inside a little bit, but I, I feel like having seen him now um, in a picture with, with Calvin Thibodeau, I think he plays at that strong side defensive end position for SMU. And finally, on the defensive line, go to Gabriel Relaford out of Louisiana in the Shreveport area, the same high school that produced uh, Elijah Chapman, he was on campus for the spring game. I put in an on-three recruiting prediction machine pick for him to land with the Mustangs. He's got a lot of group of five offers under his belt, um, but also uh, I think it's important to note he has Louisiana Tech, Louisiana. Uh, those programs, when they offer you in-state, it does hold some weight. You know, People always want to know, well, why doesn't X, Y, and Z program offer in-state sometimes? It's good to see Gabriel Relaford have those offers under his belt. Um, it means they think highly of him, obviously seeing a lot of him uh, in you know Louisiana. Gabriel Relaford is a guy that I think could end up inside. He's a big, big body, um, runs a little bit of track too at Evangel Christian, and I think that's what you want to see. I think he's somebody that he might take his recruiting process out a little bit longer, uh, but I feel good about where my prediction stands um, coming off of that spring game visit. So we'll continue to monitor Gabriel Relaford without a doubt. You move to the linebacker position for SMU and a guy that was just on campus um, at a very familiar high school for SMU now that they have Jalen Davis Robinson on their roster at the cornerback spot. Jeremy Jackson is an intriguing prospect because I think he's got plenty of speed. I think he could be somebody that develops into a little bit of an edge player. Um, he's got long, long arms. Uh, I think he plays basketball at Waxahachie as well. Uh, but he is listed as a linebacker. He's a little thin. But if he can continue to develop his body and grow a little bit, I think he's somebody that with his explosiveness could come off the edge. You've seen Houston, Texas Tech, 
SMU offer him. Him getting on campus, getting some time around Jalen Davis Robbins, I think had a good impact on him. And now SMU will be gunning for an official visit from him. I moved to a true linebacker and one that I think if I had to pick out of all of the linebackers at SMU is recruiting who they have a good chance of landing. I think I've got to circle Zach Smith, Red Oak, Texas, um, a guy that's listed as a safety, but is going to be a linebacker in college. SMU's now hosted him multiple times this spring, has an official visit locked in. He doesn't have official visits locked in elsewhere. We've seen Arizona State, Ole Miss start gunning for him. I think he takes an official visit to Arizona State as well. But SMU is a lone school that has an official locked in, which is really important here. I think they've done a really nice job recruiting Zach Smith. Uh, he really enjoys his time with Maurice Crum, uh, Scott Simons, and a bunch of the other staff that's been helping recruit him. Uh, so Zach Smith, I think, is a guy to certainly watch for SMU fans, as is Franklin, Texas athlete Shea Smith. Shea Smith is really intriguing, a guy that plays quarterback at Franklin and has that size to play linebacker at 6'2", 200. Um, again, you see him listed there as a safety, but I feel like as his frame develops, he's a guy that can slide down and play a little linebacker. Again, he has a lot of the in-state offers that a lot of these guys have under his belt. He's a little quiet, don't know too much about where his recruitment stands, quite honestly, but he's one that I'm certainly going to be digging on to see where the Mustangs stand. And then we're going to finish up with the secondary. But first, I got to remind you guys, Dank Vodka, the best vodka you can find as far as just smooth sipping that first terpene-based vodka uh, from Trey Feist, the, the U.S. Army veteran uh, who decided that he was done bartending and he wanted to build a vodka that people can sip on and enjoy without that burning sensation in the back of your mouth. Again, I drink it on the rocks. I tell people left and right uh, that it is something that you can really enjoy um, just on the rocks to wind down. So again, we appreciate our friends at Dank Vodka, the first terpene-based vodka you can find out there. You can find it at Total Wine. You can find it at Specs and on Drizzly. So be sure to check that out when you guys get a chance. I go to the cornerback position first because I think Ricky Hunley has really cast a nice net uh, at this position. And there will be some crossover here and there with guys listed at different you know positions in the secondary. But Tony Lewis Nakuba out of Louisville, uh, a four-star for on three, sitting as the number 274 overall prospect in the country, number 28 corner. He was at SMU right after um, they hired uh, Coach Foster to join the recruiting staff um, and a guy that I think SMU can make a move for. He's got some big offers under his belt. Uh, he is highly, highly touted. Um, but if you're looking for kind of a sleeper for, you know, another four-star type player that SMU could make a move on and land, I would circle Tony as one. He's got that size that SMU covets at 6'2". And, um, you know, getting a good look at him while he was on campus for spring practice, he's kind of how you draw him up. So I think SMU is turning up the heat there. And it wouldn't shock me if we saw him take an official visit. A player that we know will take an official visit to SMU is William Nettles. SMU leads the on-three recruiting prediction machine. I think he was probably my first prediction I made on the recruiting prediction machine when I joined on-three last year. Um, and SMU sits in a really good spot 
Uh, Purdue is a program to watch here. Baylor, uh, Nebraska. But SMU's hosted him a ton. He was on campus for the spring game. Uh, once again, he took in spring practices. I think he's a guy they've spent a ton of time recruiting and could very well be a guy that plays that Brandon Crosley role, uh, that nickel spot. Um, just because he's built so well, he can withstand some of the punishment that that position takes, you know, with all the blitzing SMU likes to do from that spot. So maybe could end up playing a nickel safety type of role, but he can also play corner. He kind of does it all, um, plays both ways for Dallas Christian. So another local prospect they've been on and and been on for qu quite some time. So William Nettles, Speedy is a name that pretty much every SMU fan knows, I feel like. And you've got to uh, really think that SMU stands a good chance there to land his commitment with an official visit scheduled for this summer. A new offer that went out uh, to 2024, Alito defensive back Chris Johnson. I think he's somebody that right away attended SMU spring game. I'm set to catch up with him a little bit more to dive into his recruitment but with him being such a new offer, he sits in the top uh, 300 overall prospects on on three. I think you've got to circle him. Another guy that fits the description of long athletic. I think for SMU, he would be a terrific uh, addition if they can find a way to pull him out of Alito. Um, he's got some big time offers. Louisville, Arizona State, you see there on their profile. Oregon is offered Duke. Um, but he's somebody now that SMU has put on the radar now that he's visited uh, that they could certainly go after and try to land a commitment from. We go down to Houston, and we don't really uh, go too far uh, normally from Dallas, it seems like these days, but Houston CE King safety, Levante Johnson, a guy who sits on the cusp of four-star status for on three right now, um, and has kind of a group of offers that doesn't necessarily reflect that of his, of his ranking. And I think he's going to be a guy that can rise up the ranks. Uh, his dad played football at, S at uh, LSU, um, so I'm relatively familiar with him already, but SMU did host him for a spring practice. I think he's somebody that is going to get back for an official visit. I'm excited to see where SMU goes as far as recruiting him because they have established a little bit of a foothold here. Again, the, the net is cast wide. I think if they came away with three of the guys that we're talking about on this podcast right now, SMU could be in really good shape long-term in the secondary. And Another guy I'll highlight at the cornerback position uh, is Akari Johnson. If you're looking for a nickel, a true nickel in this class, I would say Akari Johnson is probably the one. He's out of Texarkana, Pleasant Grove. Uh, he's a guy that hasn't really dove too much into recruiting, from what I understand with my talks with him. Um, SMU, TCU, Oklahoma State have offered him. I think he's somebody SMU is really pressing for, for out of Pleasant Grove. Again, you see a strong three-star prospect, a top 25 athlete nationally on on three. That's the type of guy at 5'11", 180, that can really fit that nickel position well. And I, and I think that's where SMU is recruiting him primarily. Um, and he's a he seems like a promising talent out of East Texas. Going over to the safety position, I lead off with a sleeper in the sense that SMU needs to turn up the heat here yesterday. I saw him at Under Armour Dallas, and he was one of the top prospects there. As far as performance goes, he tested well. Uh, he's got size, and that's Paul Menke Jr. out of Chibolo, Texas, Samuel Clemens High School. Uh, Chibolo, Texas, uh, out of Samuel Clemson High, 
Clemens High School. Um, you see him, top 150 overall prospect on on three, number 11 safety nationally. I think he's somebody that SMU could turn the heat up on and really get in there and potentially land. I know he's uh, been high on Duke. He's visited Duke, Houston, Kansas, Notre Dame. It's time for SMU to go all in on Paul Menke and see what happens. Um, but he is a little bit of a sleeper for SMU as far as you know the safety group they're targeting. Uh, but I did want to lead off with him because I just think he's that impressive. He was really dominant playing safety, playing corner at Under Armour Dallas and had a really nice junior year as well. A guy I think SMU made a move for is Peyton Morgan. They hosted him for, for an unofficial visit. He's out of Pflugerville Weiss, a really talented, uh, a talent-laden roster over there at Weiss High School. Um, sits just on the cusp of uh, top 100 status for on three. Um, again, another guy that I think has really made a move up the ranks, and you're going to see that reflect in his recruitment. Baylor leads the on three recruiting prediction machine, but he told me that he wants to get to SMU for an official visit after he spent some time with the staff on that unofficial visit. So that is big news for SMU. If they can get him on campus and try to cut into that, you know, lead potentially that Baylor and uh, Texas Tech and Arizona, some of those other school ha schools have. I go to Ashton Williams out of Trophy Club, Byron Nelson, and a guy that SMU fans have known for quite some time, a legacy, um, and he's been on the radar for a while now with SMU fans. Uh, he sits in the top 100 overall safety rankings. I think he's somebody that with more size could play even like an in-the-box in linebacker, play a will linebacker spot. I've gotten a chance to see him work out multiple times. I think he's got the ability to be a high-level player for SMU if he does indeed end up going to SMU. Texas Tech, Arizona, Colorado are all in there as well recruiting him. Uh, but he was another one just on campus for the spring game. That's a good sign. I think he's going to take an official visit this summer, and he's going to do that with David Cabongo, his teammate at Byron Nelson. SMU leads the on-three recruiting prediction machine for Cabongo, who checked out SMU spring practice. He's been on a few different visits. Texas now offered him, which is big in his recruitment. Um, but if SMU can hold off the Longhorns somehow, that might be a guy that you've got to circle and you say, wow, what a land for SMU. So I think David Cabongo is a guy that you've really got to circle. He was one of the first players in 2024 to set an official visit. And uh, SMU is going to swing away at him. He would be a big land, as would our final prospect. And it's no coincidence that I wanted to save one of the best for last. And that is Chris Wacoma out of uh, Arlington Bowie High School. He was just on campus for the spring game. He's another on 300 member just sitting in there right at number 300, the number 31 safety overall in the country. Baylor just hosted him as well for their spring game. And I think SMU sits right in the battle with Baylor and Texas Tech for Chris Wacoma. Um, he's made a bunch of visits this spring to other programs around Texas. I think he's a guy that SMU really doesn't want to get out of Dallas. Uh, and they've been putting the press on him in a big way. Craig Niver offered him when he was the safeties coach. And then Scott Simons took over the recruitment. And they've done well recruiting him uh, ever since. He's visited multiple times this spring. I think if you're looking for a 
kind of a must land in the secondary. I would say the two are Speedy Nettles and Chris Wacoma. Uh, those are the two guys that stick out the most as far as realistic and kind of must land targets for SMU since they've invested so much time in both. So he'll take an official visit to SMU at some point, uh, I would think. He hasn't said any officials yet, um, but we'll continue to track Chris Wacoma. That is kind of the rundown for you guys on SMU's 2024 targets. Um, hope it was informative. We're going to have a more in-depth notebook on SMU recruiting, probably leading off early next week. I feel like SMU is going to have some big transfer news to monitor on Friday. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Please hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel as well as on theponyexpress.com. It's just 10 bucks a month. So be sure to jump on board and don't be left out on a lot of transfer news that's going to hit pretty soon. So appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you guys next time with another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast.